You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. So great to be back. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I was out last week because I was tying up all these loose ends on this free boot camp that I have coming up that's actually opening up next week. So I've been talking about this all over the place. Chances are, if you follow me, you've probably heard me mentioning this boot camp. But if not, it is still open and it's totally free. It's called Cure the Clutter Bootcamp. I'll be sure to put the link for it down here in the show notes so that depending on when you're listening to this, it might still be available. It's definitely worth checking out. For the past several months, I've been working on, you know, curating the content for this bootcamp and it's been a lot of work, but I'm really, really happy with the way that it's turned out. It's, it's, I swear, it's like the most efficient training out there. Um, the lessons are like super short, super beefy. I really think that everybody's gonna just go crazy over this free training. So you can consider yourself now officially and formally invited, even if you don't follow me in any of the other places. You get your own personal podcast invitation to Cure the Clutter Bootcamp. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are interested in joining the bootcamp, it is miadanielle.com forward slash bootcamp, short and sweet. Earlier this week, I did a Facebook Live that was called, um, what was it called? The three biggest myths that are causing 99% of your clutter, is what it was called. And myth number one was the myth of addition. So I'm going to give you just like a quick little rundown of this because it directly relates to what we're talking about today, which is, you know, what you can do with your money in order to accumulate less clutter and also get a greater impact for your buck. And it's not going to be the generic, like I know that you've seen a million quote cards about, um, you know, spend money on experiences, not things, have memories to share, not stories to tell, all of these different things. Um and we're going to we're going to touch on that a little bit but that's not really the heart of this episode. So in fact, the last the last method that I'm going to tell you about, you know, what you can do with your money in order to have less clutter to me is the most powerful and the most impactful and it's something that people don't talk about in my opinion nearly enough. So if you're going to listen to 10 minutes of this episode, <laughs> if you're like, you know what, Mia, I'm only dedicating 10 minutes to this episode, where should I listen to those? I personally would tell you to select the last 10 minutes of the episode where I talk about what I feel is the most impactful and most powerful thing that you can do with your money that also will not bring in any more clutter. So we're going to get to that. But earlier this week, I was talking about these three myths that are causing 99% of your clutter. And the first myth being the myth of addition. Because we live in a world right now where addition is the gold standard. Addition is the better. We're led to believe from very, very early ages, and especially once you get into the workforce, that working harder 
and working faster and multitasking more and getting more done and fitting more on the schedule so that you can accomplish more in shorter periods of time and accumulating more stuff and owning more things and owning better things and, you know, just more and more and addition and addition is is trained into our brains to be better, to be the path that leads you to happiness and success and power and all of the wonderful things that, you know, we want inside of our lives, right? But more often than not, this is false. This isn't, this doesn't lead you down the right path. More often than not, subtraction is actually what leads you to more happiness, more success in the things that are important and the things that you want to be investing your time and energy into and power surrounding those things. Okay. And I use the example that you've probably heard before. It's like it's like putting your thumb over the water hose. If you have tons of different things that are cramming your schedule, tons of different things that are cramming your home, well, you only have a limited amount of energy and time and attention span, you know, to be able to focus on things. And you, you know, it's just that's the way it is. We only have a limited number of these quality of life resources. And so the more things that you're surrounding yourself with, the more things that you're cramming into your schedule, all that you're putting your thumb over the water hose and everything's getting a light mist, but there's no power. Nothing is being fully nourished, fully hydrated to come to fruition. Nothing is bringing the full force of happiness or joy that it could be bringing you, even if it is a belonging, even if it is a belonging that you otherwise would enjoy. You know, if you're thinking about your stuff, the more stuff that you own, the more stuff is cramming and hiding and shoving the things that would actually possibly bring you more joy to the back to the background. So subtraction actually is the path in most cases, to achieving more success, you're you're getting your thumb off the water hose, right? You're focusing more intently, more of your power and energy more efficiently onto the tasks and the things and, you know, the projects that you want, the people that are that mean the most to you, all of the things that are important. It gives you more of the things that you actually are looking for. So this causes this state of mind of focusing on and valuing addition over subtraction or believing that addition is the answer when actually subtraction would give you more of the results you're looking for. Because of this, we can see these results inside of our home and inside of our finances with our finances being drained more frequently because we're bringing in more things and we're constantly trying to add and reach and get more of the dopamine hits and keep going forward and keep adding more instead of stopping and thinking and you know looking inward and retreating because those are the opposite of addition. And this stuff goes deep. You know, I find myself all the time sitting there and trying to do math in my head, like comparisons, you know, for example, I'm at Safeway and I'm looking at desserts because I really like sweets and blueberry muffins and stuff. And I'm considering spending, you know, maybe $5 to $10 on a basket or container of, of muffins or donuts or whatever it is that I'm looking at, right? And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, that's 5 to $10. Well, let's just say it's $5. If I do this every week when I come grocery shopping, then that's $20 for the week. So $20 right there spent on muffins. And most of the time when we're buying things like that, we're, you know, 
treating ourselves to something or maybe it's not food. You just see something that you want and you just think, I want it. I'm going to grab it. Let's go. Um, you know, we just we don't even think about it. Five dollars here, five dollars there. And it adds up. And, you know, again, at the end of the month, that's twenty dollars. But we're planning our vacation right now for spring break. And we're looking at maybe going to California, maybe going to one of the Six Flags, getting a hotel. And I had spent so many minutes debating and calculating, trying to save like $20 on a hotel. I mean, like really debating. Like one of them, not so great. You know, the reviews are kind of iffy. I won't even go into all the details. Um, and it's, we'll say like roughly $100. And then the other one has amazing reviews, like 4.5 out of five stars. Every single person loves this place. It has all of the amenities that we want, $120. And you better believe I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm debating. Uh, I don't know, like $20 a day, is that really worth it? But when when we're thinking about other things, things that we can just grab and bring home that are, you know, broken into smaller chunks, we don't really think about it. Our value meter needs to be recalibrated. Our value meter is off when it comes to how we're aligning our finances with what we're spending those finances on. Now, that's just a small example from something that I recently have gone through and, and was thinking about. But we're going to get into where this really matters, some examples of, of where this really makes a difference and becomes impactful in your daily life. Now, I like to be balanced with my research because nobody benefits from living in an echo chamber. So there are many research articles out there, like on Psychology Today and so on and so on, that share how experiences are better than things because dot, dot, dot. You know, they lead to more powerful memories, which give you longer lasting effects. Or the dopamine releases from the new shiny objects is short-lived and so on and so on. You get the picture. I'm sure you've heard these before. And there are many other articles that are starting to pop up that basically say, meh, hold up, not all experiences are that great and belongings are a cheaper fix. So there's this weighted difference of cost effectiveness versus happiness. You know, everybody everybody has something else to bring to the table. Honestly, I personally think it's all kind of ridiculous. This is one of those instances where I feel like a cheesy quote card saying, have stories to tell, not stuff to show, is sufficient enough, and we really don't need to have psychological research studies. But in my humble opinion, I think it depends. I Not all experiences are created equal, and not all belongings are created equal. You know, how you use a belonging can be an experience in itself. However, if we're just talking about better ways to spend money that give maximum impact and less clutter, I do definitely have some strong thoughts on this. So first of all, I just want to change the way that we're looking at this whole stuff versus experience thing. Yes, experiences are important. Okay, I don't know what your philosophical beliefs are about why we're here on this earth, but this whole thing is an experience. And your overall experience will be better if you fill it with things that enhance those experiences. So there are three types of experiences that really impact your overall happiness and quality of life. And all three of these tend to focus on subtraction, taking time for yourself, caring for yourself, doing things on a more inward level that don't involve 
grabbing and, you know, like, give me, give me, get in my belly kind of things. And again, I want to tell you up front that the third one is my favorite, and I truly think it's the big kahuna that doesn't get mentioned nearly enough. But the first one is the typical, you know, taking a vacation, spending time with somebody that you love, going somewhere and or doing something that is different. Could be a vacation. It could be, you know, exploring, seeing parts of the world, seeing wildlife, getting back in touch with nature. It helps to get you out of your mental routine because we can get into this whole stuck perception where we're just seeing and experiencing the same thing day after day. And we forget to connect. We forget what else is out there. So taking that type of experience, even if it requires some of your funds going toward it, I do think that it's really important that you do that. Flying in an airplane, you know, going to an amazing restaurant that you don't normally go to, or having a girl's only date with your daughter, you know, things like that really stick out in your mind. And here's what they do. These classic experiences that stand out in your mind as like a marked point in time, make your time feel more robust when you're looking back. They create those landmarks so that everything doesn't blend together and it just gives you a more rich experience of life in general so that you're not sitting there looking back over your time and you can really only remember one thing because you did that same one thing every single day. So that's what getting out there and and experiencing different types of things, uh, you know, as far as on an experiential level, going out and doing or seeing something new. That's what that does for you and your quality of life on a more inward level. Now, people can take this one, and I've seen it happen many times, and gone to the extreme in the other way and turned vacation and exploration into another thing to binge, you know, so it can also, uh, this is one of those where you you have to, you know, like, know yourself and approach it in a way that's appropriate, because you can also try to run away from your problems and binge on travel and exploration and all of that the same way that you can anything else that can be enjoyed. Um, But That doesn't take away from the fact that it is still important to experience things and experience them hopefully with people who are important to you because that makes them stand out even more in your mind. It just it it relishes the quality of life and enhances your experience here on this earth, which is what all three of these things are really all about. Number two is spending money on self-care. So this word gets thrown around a lot to the point where I, it's another one of those that I kind of hate to use, self-care. But I mean, you know, it is important. A lot of people, and this is another one of those things, a lot of people will drop 80 bucks, no thoughts, no questions asked in the home section at Target. You know, they got some really cute stuff out there on display. Ah, I love walking down the home section of Target. They really set it up nicely. At Target and Ikea, just but people will spend, drop $80 on stuff you don't even need, a couple of new throw pillows, a couple of new throw blankets that look really nice out on their racks, but won't even drop $40 or $50 to take care of their bodies, you know, to take a moment or an hour for themselves to go get a really good massage with, um, you know, or, you know, acupuncture or something that brings you back to center. And now you might think, well, belongings last longer than a massage or whatever form of self-care you're into. But, and here's where self-care really becomes important, but your health, your mental clarity, the stress and anxiety, 
and the level of self-worth and the self-confidence that goes along with that self-worth, those things stack and they last a lot longer in the long run. They impact how you feel and how you feel about yourself. So, you know, they cause you taking those moments and whatever type of self-care you're into, work, you know, spending a little bit of money if you need to, to work on your body and get your body back to center and go inward again. Stop adding and, and looking outward and reaching and reaching and, you know, like get back into subtraction, slow down, taking that step back and caring for yourself, even if it requires spending money on something other than an obvious addition. Because that's how we see it sometimes. We're like, well, this is tangible. It's an obvious addition. It's an obvious plus for my life. But that's, again, living by this whole myth of addition versus subtraction. And sometimes you can spend the same amount of money on something that's not going to be tangible, and it'll give you even more exponential results because of these things that I'm telling you about. It's going to decrease the stress and anxiety. So your overall health and wellness, how you feel, how you think, your emotions, how much you're able to enjoy those daily days, you know, your tasks, your daily minutes, all that good stuff. But also on a deeper level, when you care for yourself, you see yourself as somebody who cares for themselves. Your self-worth increases. Your self-confidence starts to increase with that self-worth. And that can impact so many things. That can impact your finances, your relationships, you know, just how happy you wake up in the morning. It can impact your environment and, you know, like how much energy you invest into creating an environment that's worthy of somebody like, you know, like it just matters. It affects so many other things. So that's why it's number two on this list. And number three is my favorite one. And this is the one, again, that doesn't get mentioned nearly enough And that's the experience of knowledge. Knowledge brings us new ways of experiencing things, new ways of looking at and understanding things, and it heightens our experience and alters it. So if we're talking about things that are impactful for your quality of life, your happiness, your experience here on this earth, learning and knowledge is never a waste. That's something my mother used to tell me that every time I think about, man, I'd really like to learn this. I hear my mom's voice in my head saying, knowledge is never a waste. And that's always really stuck in my mind that she said that. So let me tell you a little bit about my mom. So you have this picture, you know, of who she is and why probably this sticks out in my head so much. So my mom had me when she was 17 years old. She had just finished high school. Uh, She was living in an abusive home environment. And she had me and it was just the two of us for a couple of years. She worked at a grocery store bagging groceries. She tells me all the time about how we used to live off of different type of potato recipes because we had no money. Um, And it, it was just the two of us until she met and married my dad. And then she transitioned from working at the grocery store to working at his business because my dad and granddad had a family car dealership back in our small town in Texas. And so she just kind of laterally transitioned from working you know, for them. And I think she was in her 30s when she finally was able to go to college. And she decided now is the time. So she'd always wanted to go. She's somebody who's always, uh, you know, really enjoyed learning and really just relished that experience of knowledge. Um, And so she finally 
went to college in her 30s, probably one of the oldest people in her class at the college she went to because she went to a university, and she graduated summa cum laude and then decided to go to the police academy. Trying to, you know, find herself, find her niche in this world, she graduated valedictorian of the police academy, went on to teach the academy and taught that for a couple of years. And then she decided to stretch it even further and went to working for the government, starting off with INS. She kept educating herself, kept climbing the ranks and learning new things and kept telling me knowledge is never a waste. All of this stuff, it's going to come back for me because knowledge is never a waste. And now fast forward uh, however many years, (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, 36 years old now. So, you know, however long that would have been. And she's working for the U.S. government, and she occasionally writes memos that are read at the presidential level. She has a doctorate degree in psychology. And I tell you all this not to brag about my mama, you know, (laughs) although I'm very proud of her, but so that hopefully you can form an image of how transformational knowledge and education can be in your life experience. And yes, this example had a lot of, you know, like, college and and formal type of educations, but not all education is necessarily like that. Not all education is attained from some formal university. And I believe that all education has the ability to be transformational. I've spent thousands of dollars personally on different areas of learning, different online courses, things that I wanted to broaden my knowledge in, um, you know, ways of thinking. I always like to, to try to, to level up my thinking and to operate as efficiently as possible and experience the world as fully as possible. These are things that are important to me personally. So I've invested a lot in amplifying those results for myself. And not once have I ever completed a course or completed some kind of program or, you know, something that that I've invested in myself in because I knew it was the right fit for me. Not a single time have I looked back and said, man, I really regret that. Sure wish I could hand all that knowledge back. Not a single time because knowledge, it you know, it can't be taken away from you. Yes, you can forget things, but I believe that even the things that you learn that you don't necessarily remember, it's still inside of you somewhere. You know, it's like in your subconscious mind, your body remembers it. You know, sometimes you get muscle memory. Like they say that it's like riding a bike. You know, you learn how to ride a bike. And then in the future, at least theoretically, whenever you get on a bike, you just automatically pick that back up. Your body has learned how to do that. And your mind has learned how to do so many things that you may not even consciously remember that you learned that are even today impacting how you experience the world around you, how you view things, how you understand things. Your experience has been enhanced and altered by that knowledge. I mean, how could that be a waste? So there you go. If you do those three things with at least some portion of your money, instead of spending it on bringing in more stuff, all right, if you start operating by this law of subtraction instead of the law of addition, and if you do these things, not only are you going to have less clutter, but you're going to have a more robust life experience, which is like a million times better than anything else you could ever ask for, right? And just so you know, this applies to free things too. 
You can get knowledge for free in so many different places. You can, of course, you have access to a wealth of knowledge right there at the internet. But if you're looking for some knowledge when it comes to getting the clutter out of your home and creating those amazing spaces, I've got a totally free Cure the Clutter Bootcamp next week that I designed to transform the way that you look at your home, to transform the way that you look at your clutter and your environment so that you can have a heightened experience when it comes to that area of your life. So I hope that you'll join me there. Even if you're not able to make it or you're listening to this years down the road, I hope that you'll start to reevaluate the, you know, the, the weight that you're giving to different streams of what you do with your finances. Because I know that we all get into this rut, we all get into this default thinking of addition, and what would happen if you subtracted that a little bit and tried to get closer to center? Okay, I'll catch you guys next week. Have a wonderful week. And one more shout out in case you were driving the link to the registration for Cure the Clutter Bootcamp, miadanielle.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>